you said hope again. Um, I'm very interested in how you told me the definition of hope, because yeah, for me too, I had that misconception that you know it's like just like rainbows and you yeah. know hope is something about thinking that. Everything's going to be fine later on, you know. Oh yeah, not at all. Hope is an ugly struggle. Yeah. So I just want like take us through like what goes through your head when you think about hope and how do you follow through it? Because this is quite a new concept for me. It it is interesting. No, it's a it's a good question because I and I don't even think I realized how much the definition had changed in my own life. And so I think I was having a conversation with a coworker about this. because uh, they even they looked at my Instagram page and they're like, do you write about hope so much? And like, but it doesn't seem like fluffy. I remember the first time it came up in a poem that I wrote. I just remember having that distinction of like, I think before that, I don't think I would have put hope in the poem because it just had that cloud pie in the sky. Doesn't really mean anything word uh, as I think it just has become. It's watered down. It's the only way I can come to it. But the more I've, I've gone through these experiences and the more that I started speaking the word out, right, which I think comes back to, as you mentioned earlier, the narrative. What's the story we tell? What is the, what is the picture we tell ourselves of what happened? What's the narrative I'm telling myself about what's happening? And, and what's the narrative I want to project out? Um, in that narrative, hope didn't really mean much. Mm-hmm. But it became, to me, one of the cornerstones of healing. Uh, anxiety in and of itself is based in worry, right? We only worry when we don't see what we want working out. When we don't see the, the better outcome coming, when we have experienced things long enough uh, and in a sustained enough way that, um, you know, the idea that if you would have stayed here in Amsterdam, right? In that context, you couldn't see outside of it. Um, and, and you had to go somewhere else to be able to have that perspective similarly. Um, so hope for me used to be that kind of meaningless word that would float, you know, a rainbow floating through a clear blue sky. Right. Um, and, and it's interesting because I've been called a, a person who perpetuates toxic positivity, uh, which I, took very seriously and looked into it. And after I did some thinking, I, I d- disagree with it a great deal. Um, and maybe this story, I feel like I'm rambling here. We'll put it into perspective. I had a friend once that um, called themselves an optimist. I never really thought one way or the other until one day when he said, yeah, I'm an optimist. Like I generally think the world is a, is a pretty good place. Mm-hmm. And I think there's good things in the world, but I think when we look outside, we can see that there's, there's a lot of conflict. Um, and then it became that wonder of if I have hope, am I just in, in optimism? Am I just ignoring the negativity or am I actually engaging with it? And to me, real hope, mm-hmm. the real tangible hope that we can hold on to uh, is to assume and think that good things might come even with the, the crap, even with mm-hmm. the even with the destruction and then also when things are going really well we don't really need hope do we Mm. you don't need hope if what you're hoping for is there in front of you um so hope is hope is as i said earlier it's that fragile flame in the dark right and i and i've i think most of my poems that i wrote that, that that deal with hope 
were my journey and have been my uh, my journey in 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 reaching out in you know the mist, trying to figure out what it is in the midst of feeling terrible. Um, and uh, it's it's an interesting thing to try to explain. I th- I don't think we can have hope unless we have despair and darkness. Um, mm. because I'm a a huge literary nerd I read Lord of the Rings almost once a year and the last time I read through it it was really interesting because that is a really encouraging and inspiring hopeful story yet 90% of it is just pure darkness and despair and I think in the most inspiring stories the hope is really just like the last page (laughs) it's Mm. not till the end um, if you read a story where there was hope on every page, it would be really boring mm-hmm. and nobody would care because we wouldn't identify, most of us wouldn't identify it, right? We read stories and love the stories that we do because we identify with the struggle. Um, so if we take away the struggle, there's no read, there's no need for True. hope. Yeah. Um, I can imagine though, when you said that hope is not just that things will be positive, but also saying that there will be good, having the hope that there will be good things despite the crap, yeah. you know, despite the bad things. So may, maybe, I don't know, correct me if this is not how you see it, but could it be also reset as hope is having less fear of um, the bad things in life? Oh, maybe, yeah. Or maybe hope is not is learning to not be discouraged when they come. Yeah, yeah. So to be like right. ready for it and having that yeah. knowledge that it will come, but that you will be able to endure, and despite that, there will be good things. Absolutely, and I think hope breeds the resilience, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where, uh, and I think it comes across in simple ways too. Like we could talk about life-shattering situations as well, but. I think when I when I look at when I think about the people I see on a regular basis uh, before COVID, the people in the neighborhood and at the grocery stores, right? But now it's really just work in, in a few places. But works regardless of where anyone works, it's always interesting because you get to see a lot of different facets of people. I think are po- pessimists and optimists. Um, I think we're all a little bit of each, but people who are predominantly pessimistic or versus optimistic, especially with rain. Rain is an interesting thing that I pay close attention to, especially in Amsterdam, uh, because it'll rain for like four months straight here. Mm. And then you see the same people at the coffee machine in the morning and the same people every morning are, oh, it's raining again. (laughs) And they let themselves get really upset. Mm -hmm. And I always wonder, are they upset at the rain or are they upset at something else? And the Mm -hmm. rain's just triggering them because I just remember thinking we can't stop the rain. Mm It's actually good for the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be annoying. Also, but I also remember thinking, like, check the weather app. We knew it was going to rain. How are you still upset? I just don't understand why people get upset about things like that. And, but at the same time, I think I used to be a person that got upset by things like that. You know, maybe it's annoying taking the extra 20 seconds to put on your rain jacket and pants. But um, I feel like I've tried to cultivate myself, especially not having a car here in Amsterdam. Like I, it's raining outside and part of me now is like, okay, now I get to put on my rain pants and it's going to be an epic ride to work today. Um, but I think the mentality has just shifted, right? We, it's a more hopeful mentality that, uh, yeah, it's raining. There's this struggle, but 
now it'll be an adventure to get through it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, to me, that's hope. Um, it's the same thing. It's the idea of, okay, this didn't work out how I planned. Mm -hmm. um, my father-in-law is famous for, for talking about how, how life is a continuous struggle but having this firm belief that it will work out in the end. Mm -hmm. He's like, I've gotten to, you know, 60 plus years of age and things have a way of working out. I think some people would say, yeah, but you've been successful. I would argue that he's been successful because his mentality has been that things will work out mm -hmm. <laughs> and it becomes a choice. Mm -hmm. um, he's choosing. So to, he's trained his mind over the years to assume they're going to work out and then therefore will look for things to work out. Mm -hmm notice when they work out um i don't know he's the guy that that gets excited to ride his bike in the rain i guess um, yeah i'm currently reading a book by eckhart toll and he's like a spiritual teacher huh. um and he also wrote um the power of now but i'm reading the new earth um a new earth by yeah. him um and he says that a lot of you know like the unhappiness that is in us is because we look at a fact and then we kind of um, process it through our own lens. So it's mm -hmm. raining. That's the fact, right? There's no, there's yeah. no emotion um, attached yeah. to the fact that it's raining. But what we do is that we exactly like we put into that and say, that's a bad thing. Like it's going to ruin our day. But um, it really helped me to kind of, when he said to, just look at, look at it as a fact, because for a lot of people who are unhappy, it's because they mm. think that their own thoughts about, let's say, raining in this situation, they believe that that is their reality, right? Exactly. They believe that- Just their interpretation. Exactly, that their thought and um, is the reality, but knowing, just even noticing that um, there's a distance between your own thought and what's actually happening. It's just- it's nice. It. yeah it's very There's freeing freedom in that. yeah exactly yeah and then you take that into the mental health struggle right like mm -hmm. okay i'm feeling that it's, it's it's different because rain is happening externally right mm -hmm. but mental health is happening internally but it's interesting that the same correlation exists mm -hmm. i think you even said this 20 minutes ago is the idea of i'm not depressed in my head right now i'm having depressed thoughts mm -hmm. right now right in that moment right in that in that distance it's the same thing though right in that distance like oh right now i'm tired and not feeling very hopeful mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that it won't come back mm -hmm. um that objective reality is uh, i think that's a powerful thing and that comes down to circles back to the choices we make right and, and the narratives we choose to tell ourselves um my the next story I want to write after these are over is about that. It's about stories. It follows two characters as they navigate kind of this hellish dark landscape and perpetually are reminding each other to reframe the narratives they're telling. I mean, it's all about that. It's about their story will be defined by the stories they tell themselves. Um, and I'm excited to, to scratch around in that sandbox really and mm -hmm. play with I feel like I've learned so much about healing just from writing these novels mm -hmm. I've learned so much about myself mm -hmm. I've I've uh, I've let go of things I thought were true and I've come to different conclusions and um 
it's interesting in some of the reality realizations I feel like I've come to, and I can't wait to see what happens to my own thoughts in that realm now. Mm. Um, whereas I actually used to think that like the opposite of happiness was sadness. Now I think the opiness of, opposite of happiness is anger mm. and, or joy. And uh, similarly, whereas like hope and despair, um, I feel like anger is, is somewhere on that spectrum as well, um, which comes up in my novel a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Apparently I was very angry mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't actually heal mm -hmm. until I let go of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, by the way, for the listeners, um, Craig is like an incredible um writer he has an instagram account i will like link down everything like he's gonna have a book that's gonna be published which i'm so excited about um thank you yeah following the character's um journey um to getting to know himself and struggling with who who he actually is right um yeah but i'm really excited for that and i'll like link everything below um you probably also have noticed that i've been posting like reposting um his haikus because yeah they're really about hope and it's not the fluffy hope you know it's mm. a tangible thing that you can hold on to um so yeah i will link that down below for for listeners but yeah it's thank you you're right that you need to let go of that bitterness and anger in order to enter that healing process um yeah i used to be just you know really bitter about amsterdam and just like moving mm. there and why why that like um i grow up not being able to express certain feelings you know like having a certain <laughs> resentment towards like the way i was um raised and everything um but that was yeah. really stopping me from seeing things as they were you know because as i said i was yeah. looking at everything through my own like colored lens my own biased mm -hmm. lens um totally but once I really let that go, I could actually see what was happening, actually navigate through everything, actually see myself clearly yeah. and my thoughts clearly too. So, Absolutely. I remember sitting at my kitchen table again, going back to that. There was a couple of conversations we had there right before you left um, or right before you moved back. And I, I remember sitting there in that interesting space in my own mind too, thinking like having in, 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 in needing, wanting to, um, to in order to be there right in those moments for you right like um hearing you talk about that uh that resentment and frustration for amsterdam and whereas this is a place where i found an incredible amount of healing that's another funny thing about life right where i'm mm -hmm. sitting there like we've had very different experiences here but i acknowledge <laughs> you know in like that idea of um uh, being able to understand other people's experiences, though, is, is important, though, isn't it? Like uh, understanding um, each other's quote. I think sometimes we get really upset at other humans, right? Or people in general do. Um, and then at the same time, how complex is it, though, that you have your own entirely different cultural experiences than I do, right? And because of that, they've led to certain thoughts and conclusions and patterns and to the point where we can sit here in the same city and have wildly different experiences. Mm -hmm. um, that's a powerful reminder in and of itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then we go back to the objectivity, right? Objectively, I think or Amsterdam is a wonderful place. 
Um, I've definitely had my fair share of pains here too, though. <laughs> but right now, though, like I, I am able to like let go of the bitterness. And now that I actually look back, I've had amazing experiences. So I think I, I think I'm, you know, kind of warming up to Amsterdam, and I'm actually excited to go back. So, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's really funny. That's awesome. Yeah, I just I can't go. I want, I want to walk downtown with you now and be like, so yeah, it's pretty mm, cool, isn't it? Pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very excited till that day. We'll see. I I hope like the COVID situation gets better. I know. I know. Um. Yeah. But anyways, okay. like it was so great. Um, talking about like this healing process and yeah, it's just like redefining what hope is for a lot of mm. the people. Like I I also learned something new, um, about that and. Yeah, is there like a last thing you would want to, like an advice or something you want to tell the mm. listeners about the healing process or hope or just anything? I think yeah, I think I I, I uh, in your email you'd mentioned that I I thought about a couple things that I feel like have become truths for me, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And and that's the inter the interesting thing about mental health is because it's so intricately entwined with our experiences it's not like if you and you know, any human gets a common cold they can take medicine x and it and it's better right any you know if you break your arm everybody's gonna go get an x-ray and get a cast on and there's there's like one solution for some of those medical problems the mind is so powerful and complex um everybody who's struggling for mental health is struggling for different reasons and from different experiences and from different traumas. I think we, we share threads, right? Like in mm -hmm. your and I stories, we have common themes and mm -hmm. common ground, mm -hmm. but there's still your stories and my stories. That's what mm -hmm. makes it as frustrating as it does powerful, right? Um, but I think um, I did write a couple of things down. I, I would always want people to know that intellectually, there's always hope. Um, which can be a really frustrating statement as much as it can be encouraging. Because if you don't feel it or haven't felt it in a long time, it's one of those things that I can imagine making someone just really angry. Yeah. Uh, but I would encourage people to, to mess around with hope, play with hope, think about it. What does it actually mean? What does it mean to you? How, what's your relationship with hope? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, something that somebody fearfully keeps at a distance or is it mm -hmm. something that you can cling to? Mm -hmm. um, I would also say, um, I think one of the key things in general to life in general, not just healing is how we, which I think you and I have directly and indirectly talked about for the last hour is um, so much of healing, I think is dependent on how we frame things, hmm. uh, how we frame the past, how we frame the moment, and then how we frame how we want to walk in the future. I personally feel like true healing comes when we learn to frame all three of those in a more constructive, either objective or positive light. Um, we can't move into a positive future unless we can reframe the present to be positive as right. well. Right. Uh, and then I would also, uh, I would love to remind anybody who's listening as well as remind myself as well as is remind and encourage maybe even you since you as we're talking uh, that if you're listening and you're a human being based on the fact that we're human beings we're brilliant 
we're incredible. We're capable of so much, probably far, far more than we're well aware of. Um, I, I hope, I think when I'm doing my best, it's when I'm living out that truth that I'm a human being, I'm incredible and capable of so much, therefore I should go do that <laughs> and live that out. And then lastly, I would, I would throw out, remember that mental health and anxiety and depression are not actually negative things. This goes with the framing. Mm. Someone's really anxious. It's not actually a bad thing. This mm. was a big shift for me. Anxiety is mm. not Anxiety is your body's natural response as a warning mm. to tell you that you're in an unhealthy situation and you should make a change. Right. Depression, long term, after not making those changes, depression comes because we have just not listened to our body. The mm. only mistake in the process is that we haven't listened to our body. Mm. <laughs> and, and we have to forgive ourselves of that. And anxiety and depression is just your body screaming out. Mm-hmm change something mm. and I think along the more I've learned to listen to that the better I feel like I've been equipped to navigate it mm-hmm. um so those were just some thoughts that have been bouncing around my head a lot the last year wow yeah thank you so much like I've never really I mean I do study psychology and I do know that you know emotions are a way to kind of point out to a problem that needs to be changed right mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, ne- I never framed it that way with anxiety. And now that yeah. I think about it, I think it could really help me in this process to reframe Absolutely. it as something same? not negative and something that actually is pushing you towards a better environment, towards a better um, like uh, action that you can take, you know? Exactly. If anything, it's actually a good thing, dare mm. I say. Wow. Okay. Because it's actually, it's like a megaphone just saying, hey, you're in a bad situation. Yeah. Identify what that is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what it does is when we look at it that way, mm-hmm. we by default naturally become the agent of change in our own story. And that's okay. the point that we are living our lives authentically and, and to a certain degree in control mm-hmm. of those main choices, at least as much as we can be that, that we're not the victims being tugged around by all these other people or things but I can make what choice I think necessary in my life mm-hmm. and, um, and, and can kind of inflict back mm-hmm. on the world if mm-hmm. you will, yeah. um, and push against it. Right. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me, Sinju. It was yeah. so fun talking. Thank you for being here and um, sharing your experience and your perspective and a lot of like your exercises and just advice, I think it could be really helpful and really empowering. Um, again, thank you so much. Um, I really enjoyed this. Like this itself has been very healing for me, but. Oh, me too. It's yeah. good to remember all these things. Yeah. I forgot half of what I, you know, I feel like just talking about it right now is like, oh yeah, that's a thought I've had. I learned that. I should. Mm-hmm. I, I should, should implement it more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, we should be agents good. of, you know, action, change and. Exactly. Hold on to hope. <laughs> hold on to hope. It's yeah. real.